Welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health, health and wealth, from a socioeconomic perspective to educate, educate inspire, and liberate. Today we're going to talk about communication. In families, especially among couples, communication can be a beautiful thing, but it also can be a very challenging thing, depending on how we perceive communication, especially when it comes to finances. So today, we'll go ahead and get started. Now here's my wife. My name is John Savage, by the way. Here's my, my wife, Leah. Savage. Hello, everyone. So as I was thinking about communication, I reflected on John and, and I, our journey. And I would say you really need to start with your places of agreement. I call them the, your sweet spot. Where are those places that you agree? And, and starting there and building up your communication upon that foundation the place of agreement. What do you think, John? Yeah, sweetie, I think, uh, I'll back up just a little bit. One of the things I want to think about is to get to the place of agreement, first is just being open about finances, being open in general, just how we communicate together. And that's important, especially when you're starting out in a marriage, um, starting to build a family, because you have your ways of communicating. You have your own perspectives. You both come from different backgrounds. Uh, there may have been some trauma mm -hmm. in the family, which can actually affect how you view finances, how you actually view and handle and spend money. Mm -hmm. And so communication can be real key. And, and to start that off, one important thing to find out is um, just how you both operate. And you can just find that out through your goals, just sitting down and talking about your family goals. Mm -hmm. So as you start talking about your family goals, different things will begin to come up of how you both view how you should handle money. I totally agree. And I think even backing up even further, in order to, to find those places of agreement, first you need to know that you're safe. Safety is key in communication. Uh, Emotional safety, of course, physical safety, but just knowing that you're safe with one another, whatever you share. That when you're vulnerable and you're open that the other person isn't there to judge but you're there to seek to understand one another and to get to know one another so on that note was there something else you want to share in particular you know yeah this is a it's oh a you know what i'm sorry real quick i realized something what my wife is saying is trust mm -hmm. so why are you entering into a marriage? Because you're two people coming together to help make each other whole. Yeah. But we should already be in a certain place of wholeness. Not that we haven't gone through things and the other one doesn't help each other up, but to in order to feel safe, you have to have trust. Mm -hmm. And if there's an issue of trust from the foundation, yeah. the foundation is not gonna be solid. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be like quicksand. So that's where that starts and how you communicate and discovering each other. And that's where you come to understanding each other. The more you understand each other, the better you can trust each other. And you have to be willing and intentional about being able to do that, not looking for the other person to give you something or you're going to get something from them, but to genuinely love, to be open, to be vulnerable. Because when it's all said and done, when you come home at night, you're coming home to your spouse. When you go out for the day, you're building for your family. You're thinking about your spouse, you know, and so 
this is going to be very key as far as building that trust and communicating with each other. I totally agree, John. And I would say, you know, the foundation of communication is trust, safety. And it starts with, you, you first need to make a decision. Decide what is your posture towards the other person. What is your posture? Your physical posture, your body language, your tone, your eye contact. What is your posture towards one another? And then the posture of your heart. What do you want to feel? What do you want the other person to feel when you communicate? I know for us, I want John to feel supported by me. I want him to feel seen, to feel known, to feel heard, to feel loved. That, I have to start there because everything flows from the intention of our heart. Yes, it does. And um, so especially, again, when it talks about money, I mean, yeah. it, it ties to so many things. And there's a system that's been set in place uh, by people who have determined that they should dictate how we should be influenced by and how we should spend our money. But we as individuals, as families, as couples need to be able to dictate, not somebody else. We're, we're here in this system that we have established, for example, we're in America, uh, but we have to understand the system, but know how to navigate it based on our own personal values. Mm -hmm. So again, starting out, learn how to communicate with each other, how to talk about money, how to share your finances and work together. Find out your strengths and your weaknesses. We all have gifts, we all have abilities, we all have different experiences. And so that's gonna be key. And when it comes to money, uh, majority of people have not been taught um, the first thing about how to even budget or manage finances at all, other than what they're being told or hearing on the media. Go get this account, go talk to this insurance agent, go over here and talk to your healthcare provider. You're always being told what to do, and then they'll tell you what to do versus being educated on what to do. And when you communicate within your household, because nobody knows how you manage money like you two. Nobody knows what your needs are within your household like you two. So let's go over some examples, some steps with you that you know, wrote down that you could give some examples or some action steps. We like to give action steps to encourage our audience. Sure. So I'm using this engaged feedback checklist from Brene Brown and this is a great checklist and so John's already mentioned some of the things on it. Um, first of all, I'm ready to listen, ask questions, and accept that I may not fully understand the issue. And so I think that is a wonderful place. That's that posture. What posture are we bringing into the conversation? No, that's good, sweetie, because actually, um, for example, I, I've been doing some financial coaching with VAP plans, and I've talked to thousands of people across the country, and one of the things I find is most people have questions, most people are hungry, most people are ready to change. Um, then I have some who, they have pain, but it must not be painful enough. I'll give an example about how they can well, I might be on a call for husband and wife and give an example about one area where they can save three, $400 immediately. And then they feel like it's not right. 
they, one of them is saying, speaking up and saying why they disagree with it, but yet they're leaking hundreds of dollars in just interest and fees every month. And this is something they can do something about. And the other spouse is not speaking up. And so I had that in one experience where I realized the one who set up the call was the other spouse, the husband, and then the wife dominated the call and he no longer spoke the rest of the call. And so it was tough because I wanted to hear from both their perspectives and experiences and, and their feelings because many times our feelings are tied to our finances because we put so much of our life into it. We spend at least one third and just over one third of our day away from our family. That's a lot of time away, committed to someone else telling us what to do, when the clock in, when the clock out, how to do. So when it comes to our finances, it's important that both are involved because you sacrifice so much many times. And many times what ends up being sacrificed due to a lack of communication, stress, mm -hmm. being tired, um, not having a system and how to work together when things are volatile, um, it just breaks down and degrades not only the communication even further for what you do have in the household, but the marriage. So you have to be ready to listen. Mm -hmm. When you do reach out for help, if you really want help, mm -hmm. you'll be willing to listen. You don't have to agree when someone's trying to convey something to you, but at least listen to the other side. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't understand, many times what we do as adults, we don't build like walls. to ask questions. Yeah, we'll build walls. And you might not think it, but think about this. If someone's trying to talk to you and you ask a question and give your response, and it's clear based on what you ask, but it wasn't good enough and you go back again and you begin to kind of go back and forth and they're being honest with you, but it's not good enough. That's because you have a wall up. That's exactly what it is because there's a wall up. And if there's a wall up, then you're not going to be able to hear anything that other person is saying because you're coming from a defensive posture mm -hmm. versus yeah. from more of a offensive. How can oh, we yeah. prepare and be open? And work together how can we be preventative and uh, go yeah. ahead Sweetie. and I love that I think another thing that I've taken um, from our own journey is that we need to be able to lean into difficult conversations conflict or difficult conversations are the soil upon which deeper understanding deeper connection and deeper healing is cultivated when you're able to face conversations about money without hiding, withdrawing, or ending in angry outbursts, and you can find one another in the process, your relationship and your family will grow stronger. So issues and conflict and concerns around money can actually make your relationship stronger if you're willing to lean into those difficult conversations from a place of safety. From that posture of being willing, ready to listen, willing to ask questions and accept that you may not fully understand the issue, but you want to understand. I think that's great, sweetie, because like you said, being able to accept it, if we're not really ready to accept it, then nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. You first have to be willing to change. You have to want to really change. And once you really want to change, things will begin to change. Mm -hmm. Some things can happen immediately. Not everything happens immediately. Yeah. Many things take time. It took time to 
get to a place of where you're at with your finances. Even if you're making a lot of money, it still took time to get to where you're at in that place. Even if everything else seems well, but if you're stressing. Case in point, I've talked to some people who were so concerned about their finances. And as I begin to dig deeper and ask questions and they're concerned about taking care of their children or possibly in the middle of a divorce and they don't want to get a divorce, but it's just so volatile and they're frustrated about their finances. And in a couple of cases found out they had over a million dollars in a bank account mm -hmm. had several hundred thousand dollars in another account. Well, most people when they're dealing with financial issues don't have a million dollars in a bank account, mm -hmm. um, aren't dealing with a, a, a massive business restructuring or challenges or embezzlements, things like that. But your family, you have to be able to have trust and that's what it goes back to. That's mm -hmm. going to be the foundation yeah. because you're going to build everything off of trust or a lack of trust mm -hmm. or hidden agendas or a false perception because you're assuming instead of asking. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's important to get to know your spouse. Yeah. The more you get to know each other over time, the better you can learn how to work together mm -hmm. and be more effective in your communication and ultimately with your finances. So like my wife and I, we have um, mm -hmm. joint accounts, joint accounts together and different things. And there's things where she might not fully know, but I make her aware of. Mm -hmm. or she knows how to access the accounts or she's on there and um, the account is joint as well with rights of survivorship so and i did that early on because i wanted to make sure no i'm committed to my wife yeah. it's not about money it's not about preserving self it's not about um, me trying to look good or mm -hmm. make more than her no and she's been supportive throughout our whole marriage even as i've worked and not worked and trying to do business and working full time mm -hmm. um, throughout this whole journey, even when things didn't go as planned. She's just been wonderful, but we've talked about everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. So we've always talked about our finances. We always talked about how we're feeling mm -hmm. or what's on our mind. And, and there's times when we know, okay, I don't feel like talking as much. I just need some air mm -hmm. or let's go walking or I need to go to tennis courts, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, the more you can listen to each other and get to know your, each other's mannerisms and personalities and mm -hmm. experience, mm -hmm. the better we can help each other grow. And I would say, you know, another word along with trust is humility. There must be humility in all of this. Not about being right, not about being wrong, where we can hold each other accountable without shaming or blaming. That's another one of the Engage Feedback Checklist from Brene Brown, is that there's humility. I'm not trying to preserve, protect myself. It's no longer I, but we. And we talk a lot about this. It's so easy to say I, I, I. But in a relationship, in a marriage, it's no longer I, it's we. And yes, we have our individual personalities and identities. That doesn't change but we are becoming one. And it's not about, it's not about one or the other, it's we together in harmony, in unity, moving together, reaching our goals together. And so there's some action steps I'd like to go over with uh, you guys. So it's like Team USA, right now it's the Olympics. It's August 1st, uh, the Olympics are almost over but there are 
amazing things that they go through. We have a relative, never met him, but he's in there. Uh, he got to go to the Olympics. Man, what I found is um, whether you've been an athlete in the Olympics or not, you have to put a lot of time in, a lot of energy in, years, weeks, days, months, hours, early hours. We'll be committed to so many other things, but not committed many times to communicating on finances because we take it for granted. But that's something we can't take for granted. And so in order to help you, here's some action steps I'm gonna go over my wife and I were talking about. But one of the, the ones I start out with with couples is first, hey, do you guys have any type of budget? You know, do, do you, do you, how do you guys communicate? And they'll tell me, oh, we don't communicate really in the finances or we do. So I'm like, okay. So that's one of the first things is start thinking about how to communicate that you know your husband or wife best, better than anybody. So you'll know some of the ways to be able to communicate. And, and what you want to understand is just like there's love languages. Well, something I thought about is money languages. So that's something we've talked about is, is what is your spouse's money language? Mm. My money language is different from your money language. And it's going to be key. Like when I grew up, mm -hmm. my father taught me a lot of things, not about business, but I learned how to kind of get money, get a paycheck from the military perspective. And that was the route I was going to go initially. I was going to live on a base, save all my money, mm -hmm. eat in the chow hall, which I liked the food, at least where we were at in Virginia. Um, so I had a plan and my goal was to play on the tennis team one day for the United States Air Force. Well, I went a different route than most of my family members, including my father. But during the time he taught me about managing a checkbook and how to write and fill out a checkbook, how to sign, how to pay bills and staple things together, how to pay my credit cards early. When I had 18, I had a credit card. Um, so he taught me a lot of things. And, but I had to learn how to make money as an entrepreneur, which was a lot of fear and trepidation there early on. And I had some thoughts and I hadn't seen it before. I didn't really understand it. I thought it was this huge corporate structure with these big people with all this knowledge and experience and degrees, but that wasn't true. So, and with my wife, she learned from uh, not just about. Yeah, I had a similar experience with my mom. I saw her writing out budgets and I just locked it and I, I would get a piece of paper and write out budgets you know every time I received income and so that was a place of agreement we talked about that in the beginning John and I both grew up similarly in that we both learned how to budget our money and that has been extremely helpful in our marriage mm -hmm. that's been a place of common ground now one thing that John learned that I didn't learn was the language of investing he, he really got that early from his dad, whereas I did not learn how to invest money. I learned how to save money, and even in that, I wasn't great at it. And so where I've been weaker in that area, he has been very strong. And so I'm really grateful for his strengths in that area. And I'm grateful for our areas of agreement as well. And my wife has just been so supportive when things were just really challenging, when things were like, okay, our schedules were conflicting more than once. Um, and she was making quite a bit more money, great benefits being paid for. We had to make a choice and then started having children early. Um, 
right in the process actually of getting laid off from a job I thought I was going to be at for at least five years or more and, and use it to invest and learn all I could and then see where we're at. Well, those plans um, changed. And so um, I had to figure out something, tried to figure out for a while, what do I do? And it was hard, but my wife was so supportive. And during that time, having our daughter, literally um, the day I was going to leave the job, I had been praying, praying, praying. And that was the one of the first greatest experiences, you know, mm -hmm. just being married to my beautiful wife, but we were in agreement. We communicated and I didn't worry about the job that day. I took a moment away from the stress for a few days. I was at the hospital, laid right there next to my baby girl, followed her wherever she went. Um, and we just had a beautiful experience, supported my wife, got to cut the umbilical cord. That was a promise I made for all my children a long time ago. And I stuck to that no matter what, because Family to me is everything. Yeah. And um, but we were able to communicate. We communicated on our finances, and at the time, while things were um, looking up, and we thought it was just going to be on a straight trajectory, <laughs> and that tangent line was going to go exactly the way we wanted, um, we had put money in different investment accounts, mutual funds, and, and we just started accumulating, and we had money in savings. We also had acquired some debt. Um, wasn't really expecting initially. But even in that, even though I, I had some disappointments about that, we were thankful to still work together and yeah. communicate. And so when things got tougher, yeah. we were able to come together and know the difference that there's circumstances, but also some things we had to learn that we had to, we were going into oceans that we had never navigated before. So some of the waters could be uh, quite uh, turbulent, mm -hmm. but yet we wanted to remain sound and still and even though we had some stressful moments, our love for each other, our desire to communicate and our agreement to not uh, be a household of arguing mm -hmm. and fighting, uh, we had to be intentional. Yeah. As a friend named Archie E. Ferguson told me one time, mm -hmm. and he would just look at me and give me this look and raise his eyeball when I was in college. He'd raise his eyebrow, look at me and turn his head. I'm like, here we go, okay, Lord, what's on his mind now? And, uh, and it was tough at times, but he did out of love. And, you know, I think about the scripture in Proverbs where he says, open rebuke is better than hidden love. Yeah. And because of that, even as he encouraged me to start praying for my family now, it wasn't just praying for having a wife and kids, but preparing my heart and my mind because I didn't realize some of the tough moments I'd have along the way. And growing as a man and, be, and maturing over time. And, and uh, just because you have knowledge, sometimes people think you should perform and you should be have arrived. That's not true at all. There comes understanding, there comes growing in wisdom yeah. and, and gaining insight. That takes time. And, you know, um, it's been beautiful though. And it makes me think of one of our scriptures is Proverbs 24, three, uh, through wisdom, the house is built. By understanding it is established. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all pleasures. Precious. Precious and pleasant riches. Yes. yes. So I think what we're going to do for now, we're going to leave you with this tidbit. Uh, went a little over our time than we had planned, but we're just getting started. This is just the beginning with Unwind Financial with my wife, Leah, and myself, John. And we look forward to many, many more episodes of hope and encouragement. And just to, like we said, our goal is to, from a social economic perspective, to educate, educate inspire, inspire, and liberate. So until next time, have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you and unwind.